Okay, test, 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 laugh, too loud. Ha 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 ha, testing, okay, that's good for me. Uh, hello, 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 ha 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 Oh, actually, that's perfect. <laughs> it like, becomes real slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Whoops. all right, break in the studio. Uh, yeah. We're only uh, required to call the manager if the studio's uh, on fire. On fire, so. no fire. And that's, that's our cold open. Hey there, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we share the stories of people living in Taiwan. I'm Trevor Tortomasi, and joining me in the studio today is Andrew Chow, Zhou Hoan, a host of multiple shows on Taiwan Plus, and an actor in recent Taiwanese series such as Skalu, Skalu, and Women in Taipei. Taipei Nü... Is it Nüzi or Nüzi? Nüzi. Nüzi. Taipei Nüzi. Taipei Nüzi. Taipei Nüzi. Yeah. Taipei Nüzi. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to leave his correction in there. Andrew previously joined us on Taiwan Talk in August of 2021, a couple years ago, along with some fellow Skalu stars. You can check out the Skalu episode in both English and Chinese on the Taiwan Talk podcast. Please do. That took a lot of work to edit. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Hey, hey. Trevor. It's good to see you again, man. Okay. Good to see you. Uh, so I guess we can get into what you've been doing recently to yeah. start off. Um, so you've been hosting a travel show with your fellow actor and Scalu co-star, Fabio Granjon? Granjon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you best. got it. You got I tried it. my best, Fabio. I'm sorry. It's called <laughs> Fabio and Andrew's Outdoor Adventures, Adventure, yeah. which is uh, a lot of fun to Very say. Very syllabic. <laughs> <laughs> what has it been like to transition uh, with Fabio from acting in a, a very dramatic series mm. uh, to being silly travel boys? It was remarkably easy and incredibly liberating. I guess, yeah. I mean, we... Uh, like taking off a corset. Yes! Oh, yes! Okay. <laughs> like deep breaths. Like, I can be myself now. And um, no, it was very, very fun because, I mean, I guess in the beginning we were both a little apprehensive, you know, a little unsure because we did have a very, like, good time working together on a dramatic series but then this is like oh you know can we function outside of a framework of lines and blocking and so we kind of got to do that by ourselves and kind of brainstorm and um it was fun because we got to co kind of like co-direct and co-create in the moment where we just have conversations in the car and we're having a great time and we're like that was an interesting conversation we should film these parts <laughs> and, um, we talked to the director and so we we pitched the idea and he's like let's do it and so we it was very, uh, very alive. It was being revised as we were going on. We were like kind of coming up with new ideas and actually a few very fun moments like the uh, the Hakka restaurant. Mm -hmm. That was entirely improvised because Fabio was feeling a little hungry and he wanted some afternoon tea. And I'm like, well, have you heard of Hakka tea? And he's like, where can we find that? And so uh -huh. we ended up going to Just get... Just driving off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we talked to the awesome. director and the producer was like, and they're like, hey, you guys want to go get some tea? And he's like, let's film it. And so <laughs> it was great. It was really fun. So for, for Fabio and... And Andrew's Outdoors Andrew Adventures. Comes yeah. Fabio comes first. Okay. Yeah, Fabio comes first. Yeah. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Chinese name again? Oh, I guess it doesn't have a Chinese name. It's an I English channel. <laughs> Fabio Hansel Hoanda. Okay. Who <laughs> sure, sure. We uh, we're improvising like to do in the show. So with uh, with all the Taiwan Plus stuff going on, you're also filming a series called Wow Taiwan, which yes, you talk about some yes. stuff. I noticed there's some overlap in topics. Yeah, because okay. Wow Taiwan is more of like a panel show. It's talking about 
different kinds of professionals or professional hobbyists, if you will, like people mm -hmm. who have this passion for a certain thing that they love doing and they do it in Taiwan. So like camping, outdoor adventures, or, you know, mountaineering, like hiking and climbing and summiting these really, really tall Surfing. Mountains. I saw exactly. craft beers on exactly. there and acupuncture. When I've seen the video, the recent videos of you on Taiwan Plus and stuff, uh, you had very long hair and yes. sort of like the, the swashbuckling beard, I would say. I would even just say 19th century Russian novelists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and now for, for those uh, who aren't seeing the for the audio experience, yes, um, yes. you have gotten a, a clean shave now. Is this for a new role that you're not allowed to talk about? I can. I can briefly reference it. Um, I So I actually just got done doing two projects. Uh, one of them was where I still had the long hair and the, the facial hair and uh, I was playing a father. And uh, this is for a feature film by Wei Do Sung. It's called Big, B-I-G. Okay. So the reason why I had long hair and a goatee in my facial hair is because out of principle when I'm not working, I grow my hair and my beard because that's what that was that's what I was taught when I was in undergrad for theater. I once shaved my head and the, the hair and makeup teacher was really mad at me. She's okay. like, "Well, now I have no choice but that that's your design now. So now I don't have a choice. You took that choice away from okay. me." Okay. So. It gives you the choice. The longer you go, the more choice you have. Exactly. It's not like a Dothraki maybe growing his hair longer with each kill. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Each actor I kill on set. Something <laughs> <laughs> uh, crashes behind the stage, your hair grows. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> My power grows. <laughs> but, um, no, and so then I had this long hair for a very long time, and I finally got a role where I had to cut it. And so for me, it was this huge turning point. I was super excited. Um, and the reason why I had to cut it was because I was playing a uh, military officer. And so this is a very interesting project that I got to work on this year. I can't talk too much about it. I can say that I play an Australian prosecutor. And uh, the story happens at the end of the Second World War. And uh, it has to do with Taiwan, Japan, the world at large at the time. And um, how, you know, how individuals process trauma and pain and you know the meaning of it all so it was it was a very yeah, awesome. very inspiring piece to work on and did you have to do an accent i did <laughs> it was hard yeah it's not easy so can i ask uh where you did your accent research my this time? accent okay there's actually this really i love talking about this you know i'm gonna nerd out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i actually found this incredible archive called something, I think Australia ABC or something like that, but it's black and white footage of street side interviews in Australia from the 1950s to the 1970s. So I went through everything they had and I started looking for men who were fighting age during the 1940s being interviewed. So anyone basically above 30-ish in the video was someone that I could work, I could study. So just graphing their vowels onto a chart in your head. Like. Yeah, I mean, or just familiarizing my ear with it. So the the trick that I've learned is I I because I, I love IPA, like uh, the International Phonetic Association, mm -hmm. and the way they use special letters to represent uh, certain vowel placements or consonants pr uh, pronunciations, giving a consistency across languages. Exactly. Really exactly. Useful, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so for deciphering a dialect or deciphering an accent, that's a really cool way to go about it. However, I haven't done it in a really long time. So to relearn all of that would be really kind of tricky. So basically what I did was that I just kept listening to it and listening to it and listening to it and then doing callbacks, you know, just re responding back and then checking my pronunciation to their pronunciation and grabbing the vowels and like just, you know, drilling the vowels over Super and over important and over to again. listen to yourself on, on recording. Absolutely. Over and over. Or just, you know, I, I actually to get ready for the role and to work on the accent when I was in Gaosha, when we were filming, when I wasn't on set, I would just literally go on two hour walks and just
just talk to myself like a crazy person mm-hmm. <laughs> because that way no one could like you know everyone's driving by me they're on the highway right they're not they're not <laughs> stopping to see what this crazy white woman is doing you know I'm just like talking to myself it's like well then <laughs> you know it was uh it was manic but uh it worked and it it's worked. a privilege to be able to do that for work exactly yeah. I I love my job <laughs> <laughs> well you are incredibly hardworking at your job um you mentioned that people driving by would see uh why Gordon mm-hmm. so um your dad is from uh Hong Kong yes and your mom is from the U.S. yes um you grew up uh looking what, what I would say more like something that Taiwan person might call foreigner yeah 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 I mean I have green eyes and brown hair right which so is, which is actually crazy but as a result uh when you're here in Taiwan as someone who very much grew up in Taiwan and the U.S. do you feel like speaking either language brings out unique aspects of who you are yeah I've been asked that question before I think the reason why I I don't really have that tendency is because I learned Mandarin and English simultaneously. So as a kid, I actually had a hard time separating them. It was the same language, if you will, just mm-hmm. different pronunciations and different usages, if that makes sense. For me, there's a bridge between concepts and you have words in two different languages that share the same meaning. That's yeah. the way I see it. So for example, as a kid, I would be like, just code switching because at my house, my family was bilingual. So Mandarin worked, English worked. Mm-hmm. So however I best felt when I was describing an idea, I would just use the language that came to mind or the thought that came to mind. But when I was with my grandparents from the States, I would only use English. And then so then I have to find a way to get that idea. And then in Mandarin, like my, my dad's side, I have to find a way with Mandarin to get there too. So for me, it's always been part of my personality. But as I've been trying to learn more languages, I have noticed that there is a bit of a difference yeah. because I think on some level, it's like on a different part of the brain. So I've, I've heard that like uh, native tongues, like your, your native language is in one part of the brain. But when you learn a new language, when you acquire a new language, your brain will sometimes put it somewhere else because it treats it more as a tool as it then it does as a way of thinking or feeling um it's really good brain exercise and i recommend it to everyone language is awesome um so uh, on that note i guess what is the hardest part of acting for you the hardest part i mean this is going to sound cheeky but the hardest part is when i'm not doing it put it this way I'm, i won't sugarcoat it when you're working in the industry i learned this as i started doing it more and more it is exhausting you are working long hours and you're not getting a full night's rest all the time and you're also you don't get to unwind because you go basically from work 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 to you're off the clock get your dinner get your food in you know go to bed because mm. if you don't go to bed now you're not going to get six to seven hours of sleep and then if you don't get six to seven hours of sleep you're gonna do the same thing tomorrow and you don't get a day off until 10 days later Oh man! The industry standard in Taiwan is usually ten days on, one day off, typically. So that's that, rough. It's very high. It's very demanding because we don't have the the luxury of the budgets from other places. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to like make it work. It's always crunch time, and so it is exhausting. But there's something that's kind of like militaristic, or kind of like you know school where you don't need to be told what to do. You just need to remember what you should be doing next, you know? And it's like, okay, I have to be in charge because, hey, I have, we have this big scene tomorrow. If I'm not ready, I'm going to hold everyone up and I'm going to make everyone else suffer with me. So I can't do that. I have to make sure I'm, I'm ready. So, you know, you work and you just, you memorize your lines or you break down your lines, you in, internalize your lines and you go to bed, you wake up, you, you get your workout, you know, you go and then boom, 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 rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Fear can be just as, power, as powerful as the, narr- yeah, the yeah, narrative. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I guess it's a little bit of fear. It's also the sense of, you know, I want to be well. I want to do good. Duty. I want to do, yes, exactly. With Responsibility. Tea, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes, with the T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, 
So then the scariest part is once you come out of that, you've been functioning at such a high gear for so long, sometimes downshifting or like changing the gears back down is a little hard. And um, emotional whiplash, emotional whiplash, psychological whiplash, you know, everyone has their own problems and Mm -hmm. it's very hard. Everyone has to deal with it their own way. So there's no real one way that you can, oh yeah, just do that. Just do this. No, you have to figure out for yourself because it's such an internal process in the, to start with mm. acting. You have to like take what you, what's given on a page and put it inside of you and then make it real and then wear it from the inside out. That's when you're doing a good job for me for acting. You have to embody and internalize and make it real for you as an individual, not just the character. The, you have to kind of marry the two together. So coming down from that, coming away from that, that separation, or it's not really separation, it's kind of more of a transition. How do you digest that and then let it out of your body and let it out of your system in a way that leaves you behind, but also doesn't tear you apart in the process? Yeah. And it's, it's, it depends. Like some jobs and some roles are a bit easier because they're a bit closer to who you are as an individual. They're a bit closer to you in your understanding and your background. But some things are a bit farther away. Mm-hmm. And like, so, like like Fabio and Andrew's adventure. That adventure. was super, that was, yeah, yeah, that was like super close. But then like if it's a tall order, you have to make enough room for yourself on the on the exit lane. Mm. Wow, that's a really weird analogy. But yeah, you have to like plan yeah. your exit. And uh, I'm still figuring that out. Well, um, so after all of your collaborations with Taiwan... Ma- Taiwan I, Plus? Tai- I want to say Taiwan Plus, but also with like, there's just so much like essential Taiwan stuff that yeah. has gotten you involved in it. Yeah, international know. though. Like, so it's bilingual stuff too, right. mostly, mostly. Yeah. Uh, but after all of this, uh, this work, is there anything you'd still like to make on your own? Uh, writing and creating. Like I, I actually recently just submitted Submitted to a contest, a writing uh, writing contest. Okay, short stories or no? It's a it's actually a pitch for a show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sci-fi, fantasy kind of thing. Fantasy adventure set in Taipei. But um, yeah, I want to do more writing. I want to move towards uh, writing and creating original works in Taiwan, set in Taiwan, and for an international audience. I mean, it's it's my home. It's where I grew up. It's kind of like, especially in the pan- since the pandemic, it's the place that I've learned about the most in terms of like where I'm from, my background. And what what were the streets that I grew up on? And so I kind of want to translate that visually or narratively into something that other people can also digest. And in the past few years, I've started to understand my own aesthetic, which is, you know, that's a good place to be. Right there. No, in the sense like there's a sense of beauty in the streets of Taipei and it's not your typical Western aesthetic of beauty. I'm slowly developing that. I'm, and I want to like, I want that aesthetic to kind of translate because it comes from a place of pride. And I, I hope that it translates. Well, I think I think stuff like Taiwan Plus is doing an amazing job of like making all of the stuff that's here in Taiwan, that's already here in Taiwan, like look great, showing people around, giving recommendations and, yeah. and talking about history and, and culture yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but there's also an element that I haven't seen, I feel like I haven't seen enough of yet, which is like, stuff that is borderless it's not about taiwan but it's also in taiwan yeah yeah where anyone anywhere could be like oh my god i see this i instantly relate to it oh and by the way it's in taiwan Maybe i know what you mean it's about taiwan by being in taiwan but yes. it's also it's not about like the mountains and the stinky tofu it's about 
a thing that everyone relates to, and it's in Taiwan. Yeah. I feel like we'll see more and more of that. I'm sure there's some great examples out there already that I can't name right now, but more but and no, more of that. I, I completely agree. I think that, I think that just takes a bit of maturity. It just takes, it takes a bit of, um, and it's, it's not in the sense of like the people here need to mature. Mm-hmm. I think by maturity, I mean where all the conditions have to be just right. Right. Sort of like an industry culture mature, maturity. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Thing. It's well, like, it's the individuals, it's the back. The background is the people that are here. It's the the culture here as well. It's also you know it's it's a lot of stars aligning. But I don't know, man. I, my gut feeling tells me that that's kind of the direction we're going in. And I don't know. I feel like it can probably get there one day, especially with uh, just the the the. Uh multitude of ways that anything can can go viral nowadays mm-hmm. um, it might not even be a film that that starts it it could be um internet videos and then things and yeah yeah well, it's a, it's a it's about a vibe i mean mm-hmm. to quote the gen z it's a vibe it's, you know? it's, it's big mood yeah it's big mood bro <laughs> well oh, um, we're old <laughs> okay um i think what you talked about was actually maybe the the best one it's stories that are here set here but not entirely in the sense of like as advertised on the package about here it's like Mm. stories that are uniquely from here that are unique to being from here but not about being from here you know yeah yeah it's like it's a sense of confidence in the identity of the place that you don't need to oversell it you know me thinks she doth protest too much yeah that kind (laughs) of thing yeah you know so like it's it's the confidence of being here it's the confidence of identity of what this place is of what it means to be from here and that's the crazy thing it has a diverse and unique meaning for every single individual here so when people that are of a collective start telling individual stories from this place and it's universally accepted then we will have that environment but i think i'm more so describing an environment than i am describing a roadmap to how to get there but honestly it just takes time and it takes people and it will take like i said a lot of stars aligning like we said, it, we're describing a big mood. We are describing. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Andrew, for coming in today. Hey, Trevor, thank you so much for having me. And thanks to you, the listener. Surprise. If you'd Aha! like to hear more from ICRT, <laughs> you can listen to full-length episodes of Taiwan Talk wherever you normally find podcasts or maybe where you might be surprised to find podcasts. <laughs> and you can help us out by telling a friend. Hey, anyway, that's some it. of those good podcasts? <laughs> that's it for this episode of Taiwan Talk. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tortomasi on ICRT FM 100. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday. English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.